Hello, and welcome to the Tiger Tail Podcast, where we discuss what it takes to build and run your own jewelry business. Before we start, I just want to say how thankful I am to everyone that's listening right now. So if you love this content, make sure you subscribe and share. Today, I am with my guest, Ake Montague of Native Rap. Hi, Ake. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me here. I'm really grateful to be on this podcast. Um, it's an awesome opportunity, and I'm excited. I'm excited, too. Uh, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah, for sure. Um, so my name is Ake. I am 25 years old from Minnesota. Um, you still there? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, it got really quiet for a second. Oh, I'm just listening very intently. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, so I grew up in a small town in Minnesota of about 3,500 people um, to a single mother who is honestly my hero. She uh, She's a workhorse and taught me a lot about hard work and persevering. Um, growing up, I had, you know, a, a little brother and played the uh, role of big brother, which was a fun thing coming through life. Um, as a kid, kind of to get into where the art came into my life, um, my grandmother, I'm, a, I'm of Anishinaabe descent, which is a Native American descent from the northern um, Midwest regions of Minnesota, as well as Wisconsin, um, leading down. And so my grandma as a kid would make traditional Native American beaded jewelry. And then one of her partners was and do carving pipestone. So he would carve pendants and pipes out of pipestone. Wow. So from a, yeah, it was, I felt so fortunate and grateful as a kid because I found myself outside cutting sticks in the woods and making bows and arrows and decorating them with sparkles, you know, and having a bunch of fun. Um, so I kind of had that seed planted in me as a kid. And then I grew through, I grew through, you know, my adolescence coming up into high school and I had art classes in high school where I, I kind of started to really excel. Um, now I was definitely a student athlete at the time. So arts weren't really something I was looking at as a reality for my life. Um, I excelled in sports as well as academics. So college and kind of going into, you know, interestingly enough, I actually was going to go into archaeology which is Ooh. funny, yeah, because we seem here tied into this uh, crystal and gem nature now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of always been there. I've really been curious on what we're doing here, um, who was before us, what we can find that's within the earth that's hiding right before it, our faces. We just have to stick a shovel in and dig a little bit. Um, <laughs> it's really intriguing to me. So I went through that and... I never really pursued arts. Um, I always loved them. I loved doing them, but it wasn't something that I did as a hobby until later in my senior year. Um, I'd had an experience the year prior where I got into modeling and was able to kind of have an entrepreneur mindset born within me where I started to think about a cool T-shirt company that I could create with symbolism in it and how I would utilize that to, uh, you know, show people that that the whole idea was this company where we really have nowhere to be other than right now. And I started selling door-to-door satellite television, which led me across the country to uh, 
have kind of a really awesome experience to see the world a little bit more. Along this journey, um, I end up at my pow- one of my powwows in Shawana, Wisconsin, on the Menominee Reservation. And there's a man there who is a vendor who is creating and selling his own jewelry. And so I get to talking with him, and he says, well, you know, you should come with me. And he, yeah, I, 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 I wish that the story went where it sounds like it's going. Gosh, so much. Because he, uh, he ends up telling me, you know, come with me. And he's making little ear cuffs out of wire. And it's taking him like five minute per. And he's selling them for, you know, $25 a piece. Mm-hmm. So he's doing really well um, out of solid sterling silver. So I'm, uh, I'm like, wow, this is cool. So I end up taking down his phone number and call him like six months later. And he tells me to call him in six months and that the uh, next season will start up. So I call him and his number has been changed. <gasps> yes. Is that the so, end of the story? Well, so <laughs> I'm like, oh, my goodness. I'm like, this is probably the coolest opportunity I was ever going to come across. You know, I'm about... I'm 19 at the time, I think. So this is about six years ago. And I'm like, oh, man. He's like, yeah, we, I go to Russia and China every year and, and travel through anywhere there's indigenous people. Um, Russia has a lot of indigenous in the northern parts as well as Alaska. Um, how the history goes from what I have come to understand um, and recognize. I think there's a funny thing in science. People say, I believe um, I could get flack from this from somebody, but I don't really care. Um, I say I recognize science as mm-hmm. the truth. Um, so what they've seen is about 14,000 years ago, people came over from the land bridge, um, and they started to trace different pieces of pottery and, and carbon date. And regardless of what methods, we really are able to trust and say that this is exactly showing us this era. What we found is, you know, that's where the people come. So in the theory of evolution or what I really recognize as evolution it's cool to see that you know those people so far ago are my ancestors also as we all are ancestors um but within the last 10 years or so where we've had more more research I feel like going into that field or at least I've become more aware of it I know that there has been some really crucial findings that the tip of Argentina um people landed there about 14,000 years ago and they actually came over the land bridge and didn't create any um, settlements until they reached the water. So actually, I think it's Chile is at the very uh, end of South America. But so they set up an encampment there about 14,000 years ago. And then the next one is about 12,000 years ago in the Alaska area. And then from there, they start to disperse through the continents of the Americas, as w- what we're seeing. Now, I don't know if that's necessarily the full truth. I personally think that see that humans, I feel like as a species, we've been conscious for the last hundred million years, whether or not we were able to get here or not. If you gave me a bunch of materials, I would not be able to make a computer. So mm-hmm. I'd, I'd be hanging out like a caveman still, probably. Mm-hmm. So anyways, but to digress, <laughs> off on a, on a whole different tangent, um, I didn't ever meet that man again. And oh I end gosh. up, yeah, and so that past kind of passed, and I bet I was writing a lot, doing a lot of photography, poetry at this time in my life, really discovering who I was as a person. Um, 
I had a lot of time on my hands with this sales job that I had. So I, I've always felt really fortunate. I was able to really do a lot of interrogative questioning, healing, understanding um, what made me happy, what really would matter to me in life, the things that didn't make me happy, and getting kind of a, a better footing on life where, um, you know, I had this all kind of plays into this story. And this is for all of you artists who are listening to this or aspiring artists who are going to listen to this. Um, you know, no matter what route you take, it doesn't matter because at any time you can start fresh. So mm -hmm. with, with my story, you know, like I had offers to have a full ride to college. Um, I had a lot of offers on the table and I didn't want to follow the typical go to school, go to college, get married, have children, work the rest of my life, retire, <laughs> die. Like it drove me insane. So I got really afraid and I was like, you know, fuck all this. And I had a lot of friends who, you know, as everybody, we're out here working, we're struggling, you know, it's not easy to be young in this society. Mm -hmm. um, it's very, very tough financially. And so I was afforded an opportunity to think and have less of a financial struggle um, where I'm able to see this portion of myself where really all I want to do in this lifetime is give back and I started to hang out with a lot of people on the streets. Um, and when I say that, I mean, like, just people that are living homeless. They're mm -hmm. not homeless. They just don't have a home. So it's giving they're me this houseless. really humble. Yeah, they're houseless. Exactly. Mm -hmm. They just don't have a place to sleep. It gives me, it's really giving me this humbling perspective on life. You know, I come from a, a family that was, uh, we were definitely impoverished. We were in poverty. My mom worked 40 to 90 hours a week to make sure that me and my brother had everything we needed. Um, my mom's a recovered addict, you know, mm. so we had a we had a, a difficult upbringing with a bunch of different, you know, factors within that. So perseverance and all this leads into, you know, my passion, how this creativity is birth or how this creativity has come forth for me because it's all a part of my cultural, you know, the what, what my culture means to me in this continent where my culture was stolen from my people in a lot of ways. Um, and through the research that I've done, it's hard to find a lot of it. But the one thing that I know is in this craft, um, I'm taking place in heritage that's thousands and thousands and thousands of years before me. Mm -hmm. So um, to kind of weasel and lead us back into where I was going, because I haven't introduced you to how I even discovered jewelry for myself yet, I was in Nebraska and had a partner whose friend just came back from Costa Rica and gifted her a piece of or a piece of jewelry that she had bought from a man on the beach for 20 bucks and he made it in like 15 minutes and <laughs> and she's like right in front of me and it was super cool and I was like no way and then it like hit me again and I was like wow I was like you know I'm trying to figure out how to be a freelance writer or all these different ways that I can be nomadic and live this this ideal dream lifestyle that mm -hmm. majority of people today are hoping <laughs> for, you know, yeah. all these Instagram influencers out here and oh everybody that has us. Yeah. We're just trying to live that razz. And I was chasing the same dream and I was like, hold up. You mean I can create super cool art. I can be creating, be working with crystals and make money at the same time. I was like, sign me up. So, <laughs> 
Yeah, I ended up, this is 2015, I bought a bunch of supplies, um, and then I actually didn't end up making something for like a year. And then another year later, I ended up making a few pieces. So it was a really slow start. And then in about 2018 is when I really started making stuff. And I, I probably made like 10 pieces by that time, um, like for my family and stuff. I'd never sold anything. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where all that starts. Um, I know I kind of just hijacked that conversation for you from you for a moment. Thanks for, uh, no, I mean, this is, this is about you. Yeah. I, I, appreciate I enjoyed it. that story too. Like that's super cool. Even though, I mean, the part with the man <laughs> that your tough man didn't I play out how I wanted it. To. <laughs> I was hoping but, to travel the world with him. But... I know. I was hoping you would too. <laughs> <laughs> so did you teach yourself how to do, so you like, you do wire wrapping, like I don't even want to call your jewelry wire wrapping because it seems like, like when I think of wire wrapping, I think of like, I mean, I've seen some very intricate, like, like your work, uh, wire wrapped jewelry. But when I first found out about wire, wire wrapped jewelry, I thought of like, you know, like one or like two single wires, that are like wrapped around a little stone on a ring and it costs like five bucks at the store, you know, like not, um, not, it doesn't take Like it didn't take a lot of skill. And so I didn't even understand truly how uh, skilled a craft that wire wrapping is um, until maybe like a year or so ago. So like, how did you get into it? Is that, and is that like what you bought? You bought yourself um, like a, like a bunch of wire and stones to start out with? Yeah, you know, that's actually a really good question. I, um, so how it started for me is I knew that there was wire at Michael's craft shop just (laughs) from being in there. So I was like, I'm going to go and get a bunch of that. And so I went in there and I grabbed some random spools of wire (laughs) <laughs> and there was a there was a local uh there was a local gem and crystal store in the in town also. So I went there to get some crystals and I sat down and I got some pliers and I was like, What do I do? <laughs> I had no idea. Well, I ended up going to Colorado about a few about a month after I ended up getting the supplies and I found this rock in the, when I was walking. And so what I was doing in the car is I didn't know what the, well, like what the heck to do at all. So I'm sitting there braiding these wires together with my fingers because that's the only thing I know. Mm-hmm. And so I'm braiding a bunch of wires together and it's, it's these wires with paint on it and the paint's chipping off and it's all over the back seat <laughs> of the car. And I'm sitting back there and end up just twisting the wires together to make it hold the rock and it's super chunky and uncomfortable. And I mean, it was really cute though. It looked like a, it looked like a mountain, a mountain on one side and then another mountain with a, a mountain pass in between. And I made a little black, a little heart that like rose up in it. Like the heart was the sunset and it was, it was pretty cute, but it was so big that my partner at the time only ever wore it like two times. And I could not, <laughs> cause it would, it was like a, in a, I have some friends that are skateboarders who wear wire wraps. 
and they call them like teeth knockers because they're so oh. heavy. If yeah. you're like running or something, they'll get you. So <laughs> it uh it started with that, and then I was like, there's got to be a better way. So I got on Instagram around this time, and this is a this is kind of where it all began. Is I got on Instagram and I Google or I searched wire wrapping, and there's an artist there's an artist who I actually found at the beginning. Um, people who listen to this might be familiar. She goes by Scrammy on Instagram. I'm not sure her first name is, but she actually played a huge amount of inspiration in my my journey at the beginning. Um, and I actually am going to need to reach out and let her know this now. But <laughs> so I kind of just started looking at people's stuff and figuring out how I could dissect it and how I was going to be able to do it also, which, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure you do a, a lot of the same thing as most of us do. We know that kind of could be a difficult process at times too. Right. Like looking at a piece and be like, how did they make that? Yeah, so I'm I'm scourging Instagram saving posts. I'm I'm looking at videos. I'm taking screenshots because I have no idea how people are doing this. Like <laughs> in all reality, you know, it's it's until you one thing you notice with wire wrapping is a lot of people don't want to show the back of their piece because you get <laughs> that's where your frame is, you know. And so when you look at somebody's wire wrap frame, you see how they set it up. But once you start to really get into the craft, you start to realize that you can do anything that you want. You just have to figure out how to set it up. So at the beginning, it started off really slowly. I'm 100% self-taught in wire wrapping. Um, I would just look at other people's stuff and communicate with people. I reached out to some other artists asking different advices. The biggest issue that I had at the beginning was knowing what wires to use, um, what wires were the best for what? Because with wire wrapping, I use half round wire, I use round wire, I use square wire, but then I also use half hard wire and dead soft wire. And mm-hmm. then I use a, a varying range of many different gauges. So it's it's a lot to get into at the beginning. Um, I've also actually put together a list of all these, as well as a basic silversmithing supplies list. Um, and I have a more advanced um, gem setting list that I'm working on right now for anybody that's interested in. Um, oh, cool. I'm sure that, yeah, I'm sure that Jenny will put my information in the show notes and yeah, you guys, I can do that. Guys, yeah, I can take a peek if you're interested in that. That's super um, helpful. Yeah. Cause that was the one thing is I found with this craft, um, there's not very many tutorials out there for wire wrapping. It's, uh, it's, it's really, it was really big. I feel like probably back in the 2000s, early 2000s, um, Mm -hmm. was really big in the wire wrapping scene. And now I feel like it's really coming around again. Maybe my my culture is not entirely on, but wire wrapping is actually an ancient Egyptian technique. So the Egyptians would pound gold into um, long, thin pieces of wire or flat sheets, and then they'd roll it in the sheet, they'd wire wrap, and they'd silversmith. Um, So... The technical wire wrapping is extremely, extremely, uh, you know, revered. It's a, it's a very old jewelry technique, which I think is something that most people aren't fully aware of, and I wasn't even aware of until I started doing it for probably six months and started reading more about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just cool that we're all taking part in such a rich heritage. Yeah. Wow. 
I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, I've never really looked into wire wrapping either, but yeah. I mean, but it does it take um you don't have to use any fire to uh make a piece when you're wire wrapping, right? No, zero fire. So it's all okay. cold all cold connections. So mm-hmm. you're using the tension of the wire to grab onto another wire to hold it in place. Do you um do you did you have you taken like any classes or um or you've just basically like scrounged from Instagram <laughs> and YouTube and <laughs> it's it's been an entire scrounge from Instagram and YouTube and <laughs> um, my own mind just trying to figure it out. I have a I have a few friends who are wire wrappers, but I've actually only uh, met up with one of them in person and mm-hmm. gotten a wrap, and that was awesome. Oh, that's and that, cool. Yeah, that was back in May. Um, we got to do a little collaboration, and I got to take them out in Minneapolis, and we climbed some buildings and got to do some fun, <laughs> crazy, random, weird stuff. So that was a cool time. Um, but yeah, otherwise it's been a it's been a really personal process, and I feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I can't find the word that I'm looking for necessarily, but when I think about it, it makes me really, really proud of myself that I put the work in as I'm sure every one of us should. Um, now I'm a very good visual learner. Not everybody is a good visual learner. Um, there's something in native American culture called horizontal learning um, where in the native culture, it's oftentimes that people won't be taught, be taught directly where I show you where to put your hand. They'll just watch and learn. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I, I'm very curious of uh, how our genealogical records play in with uh, our ancestry. Mm. So I always, I, I'm curious if the way that I'm a good lateral or horizontal learner is because that's how my culture has yeah. learned for so many years. Or That's interesting. Yeah, in in the native culture, they would uh, there was a lot of all tradition was passed down orally. So I have mm-hmm. a ridiculous memory for when people tell me <laughs> stuff or like storytelling, and it's it's funny because I was just thinking this the other day. I was like, wow, maybe that's like a thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, I uh, I bet it is because yeah, you know, I mean it's it's in your DNA. Yeah, exactly, and so we all have these hidden little gifts within us that we're not even like really sure about yet it's kind of fun yeah yeah that's super interesting when did you like so so you started like rapping when did you decide that you were going to make a business out of it yeah for sure so around march of 2019 um i saw a handful of pieces before that but it didn't really feel like a business it was really just a hobby um Mm -hmm. i do it like once every few weeks it's something that I'd like to sit down and do when I was bored. I didn't really see it as something where I could make much money yet. I'd sold something for like 15 bucks, maybe like 20 bucks. And I was stoked. I was like, heck yeah. But I was like, man, how am I ever going to be like these people that I see on Instagram? <laughs> you know, you know, even 5,000 followers, you know, 3,000 followers, 2,000, 15,000. I was like, mm-hmm. and I was enamorated. I was just shell shocked. Like, how could I do that? And so that was, uh, you know, the start when I was like, you know what, I think I do want to make this a business and I'm going to learn how to. And around that time, I had wrapped a beer glass pendant, who's a big glass blower 
in the community. Um, a friend had purchased it, but I wrapped it. And there's something called channels in wire wrapping. So if you'd see like a, say like a pave set down a ring band, in wire wrapping, mm-hmm. you'd, do, you'd do the same kind of thing where you can do like a channel, or no, actually not even a pave, a channel setting on a ring where you have the channel set below and the metal's cut out. Mm-hmm. So you do, you do the same thing with wire wrapping, um, only use four wires and you weave it together. And I was like, huh, how am I going to do this? So I looked, I was on Instagram and I saw somebody shared a tutorial or like shared like a piece of their, they shared their channel, not tied down to a jewelry piece yet. So mm. I was like, Oh shit, this is what I want. So I like, <laughs> I like, screenshot it and then there's like two other angles so I like sat there and would like zoom up and like count how many wires mm. were wrapped <laughs> and like like all right so that goes there then there and I'm like oh my god and so eventually I was sitting there and I, I was like all right I'm gonna try it and I ended up doing the first and second one and they were symmetrical opposites so they went around a circle a circular cabochon and went right around the edges and this piece ended up getting like 300 likes or something, which is honestly still the most liked piece on my entire page, <laughs> like two years, over two years ago, most. And wow. I like in that moment got this huge confidence. I was like, whoa, like I actually am super, can be super good at this. And like, right. if I put my mind to it. Like if I really try my hardest, I think I can actually make this into something. And like shortly after that, I started really getting into making wire wrap rings and uh, I started selling more and more and people were hitting me up left and right. And I was like, I saw people doing giveaways, you know? And so I was like, I should try that too. Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden, you know, before I knew it, I'm sitting here and I have a bunch of money rolling in from, you know, a bunch of orders rolling in from customers and people that want to buy my handcrafted jewelry. And I'm like, I don't even know most of these people. It's actually like... <laughs> Isn't that the <laughs> craziest feeling? <laughs> I know. I'm like, what? Why do you guys want to buy from me? Wait, like, this is a complete stranger. I don't even... This isn't even my friend or my family. <laughs> right. It's so cool. That first... Yeah, that first one is like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, it's like a confidence booster. It's validating. Yeah, and you're like, oh, my God, like, this is real. Like, like, a lot of the times you, you're sitting there and you make this thing, and to us, I mean, this is something that came to my head. For a long time when I created, I sold everything for way less than I ever thought it was worth. I'd sell something yep. that I thought was a, worth $150 for 15 bucks. Just because yep. I want, like, I sat and made that for 10 hours. Mm-hmm. But I, I just <laughs> wanted somebody to have it. You know, I yeah. don't want it sitting around anymore. And, well, and also, like, I think we we don't value our time and energy and um, our creative process as much as we should. I mean, when when we're first starting out, for sure. Like, like I used to lose money on almost every piece for a long time. <laughs> Yeah, because I I didn't think I was like, well, I'm just starting and it's like, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, that's, that's really funny. I totally agree with you. 
it's only been recently that I've really even started to value my work in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you do your jewelry full-time? I don't at this time. I was doing it full-time for a minute back in um, Minnesota mm-hmm. um, for about three or four months, and then I had a little seasonal gig, which I had a seasonal gig before that. So basically I was doing some really hard labor. Um, I was putting in docks on the lake. Mm-hmm. Basically what this means is they come, there's three pieces. There's the deck boards, there's the metal frames, and then there's these long, slimy, nasty poles with all kinds of crustaceans and seed guck on them. And if you don't like the smell of lake, anybody that's listening to this, <laughs> to be your worst nightmare. And so I was able to put a nice stack of money in my pocket back in like the December time. And then through December till um, April, I was able to chill and kind of focus on jewelry and some, some various other things. Um, and then I started working again in May um, or during that time on that seasonal gig. And then um, Minneapolis burst out in the protests over George mm-hmm. Floyd. So mm-hmm. I, was, I was there um, right in the middle in the crux of this. And it was, it was very heartbreaking. It was a really difficult time to uh, witness and be a part of, but there's a lot of love in that community, and the community really came together in a way that I can't even express is the most beautiful thing I ever saw. Um, there's, there's, there's absolutely bonkers, but can't even imagine. Uh, yeah, once you know, Black Lives Matter, matter. Um, we're here together. This is our 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 country to take back for equality. And, you know, that's to be said. But so basically, right now I'm doing my jewelry as a part-time gig. And it's, it's what I'm looking to transition to full-time. Um, if I was going to kind of take you through the, the process of it is right now I'm looking to rebrand. Um, Native Wraps has been my little soul baby. And... <laughs> I'll forever love it, but I want to be more of a brand that represents a vibe tribe, a community. Mm-hmm. So um, I've been taking the steps to uh, rebrand to Earth and Ether, um, working with different designers and graphic artists to kind of really roll out a whole new brand pop. So by the time this drops, um, I think I'll still be in the process of switching over just because over these next three months, um, I'm now in Oregon right now, and I have a lot of work on my hands. So mm-hmm. not really able to fully devote myself, but really looking forward to devoting myself in, in the future. And I think that's a important note for anybody that's listening to this is having a full-time artist gig is a privilege, and it's an <laughs> honor, and it's not anything to be ashamed of if you don't it's actually really rare to be able to afford yourself the lifestyle that you get to create your own art and sell it to the world. And as rare as it is, it's also possible for any single one of you. You just have to make sure that you're doing what it takes and aligning yourself with that. And it can be a reality. Um, So, you know, that's what I tell. Yeah. And thank you. And that's what I try and tell myself all the time because I can be a downer. I can be a pessimist. I can be doubtful and the person that I'm, that I 
take those emotions to. In the general world, I'm a very um, vibrant person. I try and put out a very good energy and love. Recently in my life, I've been feeling a lot of pain and anguish um, with this world, with what I've learned about my history, of my culture, and so forth, and just the way that things are. I've been in a lot of pain with that. But really, I, I try and put out the best foot forward, and the person that I mean to is myself. So with these artistic endeavors, you know, I think it's important for us to all remember that, like, we're doing such a good job for even being alive and just doing. And when you're looking at your artistic business, try your best to only build yourself up. Look at all the good things. Don't worry about what you're not doing in the sense of, I'm not selling this much. I'm not doing that much. Just think about how you can bring more value. And the more value you bring, the more customers you get, but also the happier you'll be and the more fun you'll have. Because this becomes not fun when it's just a job. That's not why oh, anybody definitely. started it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you can, like, lead your creative bank dry for sure. Like, um, when you're relying so heavily on your creative business and, like, it, you know, it doesn't, like, especially, Yeah. <laughs> Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like if you, if you're relying completely on it, it feels like a chore almost like, Oh God, no, no, I got to make all this stuff. And like, if you, right. <laughs> it can, it can become uh, really difficult at times, um, especially if you're using all of your creative juices and kind of like burning yourself out. So like, there's no shame in having like a part-time thing and doing your jewelry part-time or having yeah. a full-time job and doing jewelry part-time. Like, Right. Because we have to pay the bills somehow and we have to, there's like everybody has to start somewhere. And um, I think uh, a lot of people will like put on, uh, you know, like a show, like everything's fine. And <laughs> yeah. but there's, exactly, exactly. There's, yeah. It can, get, it can get lonely too, for sure. It is. It's lonely. There's, Oh my gosh, you just touched on some great things. We have to elaborate on that. So <laughs> it it can be a really lonely thing and there can be a lot of that vanity and a lot of that ego where we all want to be so cool, you know, mm -hmm. like trust me. I want everybody that looks at my Instagram to think I'm fucking awesome. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be lying if I didn't, you know. I mean, I think you're doing a good job, but. Oh, shit. Thank you. <laughs> I'm trying, like I just told you. So, <laughs> you know, it's just like, the thing about it is, though, is our priorities are, our priorities are totally, totally just screwed. Mm -hmm. What we're doing is, see, now here's, here's where I have to take a second. On your, on your grid line, make that professional and badass. I love the grid being something that's, you know, savory. When people hop on your profile, they look at your grid, and they're like, this is amazing. Like, wow, this really wows me. You know, mm -hmm. the, grid, the grid is for, you know, your top of the line. And then, you know, make a, make a post that's real. You know, show yourself in your authenticness. But at the same time, if you want to keep your grid super professional all the time, you know, like, I use my story to kind of document. I like Gary Vee, um, Gary Vaynerchuk. Oh, I think yeah. Dude, I think Gary, Gary's a badass of all time. He offers some of the greatest wisdom and information. 
anybody that's listening to this podcast, don't leave this podcast yet. You finish this <laughs> one, but after, and like, you know, maybe you stay around and listen to another one of Jenny's, but after that, <laughs> then you go check out Gary V because he's got information that's going to help all of you. Um, and so I use my story to document, you know, and like you were saying, it's a lonely thing. So a lot of the times I'm in there creating, I'm a loner. I, mm-hmm. I spend most of my life by myself. Um, I don't spend a lot of time with other people. And to be honest, in a lot of ways, I really enjoy it um, because I'm really on a, I'm on a mission. That's it. And another way, man, I just love spending time with people who really get me. Resonate, <laughs> I know? totally relate to that. Like I, one of the reasons I love making jewelry and having a jewelry business is because I don't like, I mean, like I like my alone time and I like having my quiet time and depth, like making jewelry is my meditation and quiet time a lot of the time. Like that's where I feel like myself. And, but then also like, like hmm. on the other hand, like when COVID, when quarantine happened, like I found myself wanting to go to the store just to be around other people's energy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like I didn't realize I liked being around people <laughs> until we were forced to be by ourselves. And it's just so funny. <laughs> that's, that's so funny that you say that specifically the grocery store. Um, <laughs> anybody that knows me and has been to a grocery store with me wishes they'd never go again. Oh, I like no. it. I get so happy in the grocery for, store for some reason. I want to talk to everybody. I'll do the me, same thing. I talk to people things. in the store. <laughs> I know. It's honestly one of my favorite places. I and... always make a friend when I go to the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> we, we would be the two people who left and we're like, all right, let's like hang out next week and make some jewelry. Yeah. You're dope. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so right? funny. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I just crave human connection. I crave real conversation. And I don't know, I just think that that I I believe in also like divine, I don't know, divine meetings where like, oh, I just yes. happen to be standing next to this person in line at the grocery store. And somehow we're becoming business partners or like, all Absolutely. Those to me all the time. Like, I don't want to Every... get off on a tangent or anything. But I know that I met like I was in Arizona a couple weeks ago and I was just in this little vintage shop, like by just complete happenstance, all my plans had gotten ruined that day. And I was walking through this little vintage shop and this native man stopped me and we had a conversation for like an hour and a half. He was, he was, uh, he was Apache and Yavapai Yavapai. And um, he spoke to me and told me stories and like, shared all of this insane wisdom I was crying like beautiful because it's so beautiful and like he told me he has like 64 pounds of sterling silver jewelry and turquoise that I can just look through and oh my god yeah and like he and I guess he's like an artist it was just like so cool and I was like this would have never happened if I I hadn't had this little like like this little boy in my head saying why don't you like I was just thinking about just like heading down to Phoenix that day and I was like like, there's this little voice that was like, no, why don't you go into that little shop? And yeah. I just, like, I always believe that that little voice is just, like, guiding us to these insane connections and meetings that mm-hmm. really, like, benefit our lives. And Yes. Yes. Cool. 
Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. A thousand percent. I, uh, I love that you just had that experience. That guy sounds like he was so cool. It was super cool. Well, that's great. That's super cool. I feel like there's a sacred beauty in, you know, because you could have you just passed by. And even in that shop, you could have not even talked to him, but you took a second and you put yourself out there to, you know, say, hey, and look what came out of that. Well, yeah. Well, he stopped me and he was like, oh, I love your tattoos. And, oh, did he? Uh, so he was like telling me about all the meanings of all my tattoos and my ring. And I was like, oh, yeah, I made this. And so we started talking about it. It was just, you know, like it just flowed like it was supposed to happen. It was so funny. <laughs> like it was, it was just all supposed to happen. That's so cool. Yeah, you know, super cool. Yeah, thank you for sharing that story with us because sometimes I think um, the skeptics in us wants to downplay how magical and how absolutely incredible this reality is because it's a little weird that there is those divine meetings and those those things that you just can't explain you know mm-hmm. I, like, I don't even know if he was real honestly like <laughs> I've had I've had a couple of those meetings before where somebody just disappears into thin air after we talk and it's like yeah okay <laughs> you should uh you should call his you should call his phone number like I did I have his phone number. See if see if it if it's real or if he if it just disappears and then me and oh you can both share the story of the lost native creator in our lives. Oh my gosh, I'm kind of scared though because he started hitting on me toward the end and then I got a little. <laughs> That's a but bummer. It was good up until that point. Yeah, that always is <laughs> the wrong side. <sighs> But anyway, um, okay, let me get back. Wait, how much time do we have? Oh, my gosh, um, we're way over our time. But okay. We are at over our time. If you have to go, we can no, go. No, I don't Otherwise. have to go. But let's um, let's touch on a couple more things before we get off. Um, yeah, let's do it. Because I have, I have some more minutes, too. So okay, I feel cool. Like, yeah, there's some good stuff we haven't touched on yet that okay. I would Yeah, we've been telling a lot of stories. That's okay. That's this has been go. awesome. Yeah, we're yeah. going to hang out in real life. I'll come visit you. Okay, cool. I'm moving to Colorado in like five weeks. So I'll come visit you there. Uh, Perfect. Okay, cool. Um all right. Let me see a couple of the questions I'd written down for you. Um, um okay. I can't believe you've only been doing rapping for like two years. Your stuff like it looks like you've been it looks like you are in like galleries and stuff. It, it looks so cool. I, I just ha- that's not even written down. I just have to say that. Like I can't believe you've only been doing it two years. Um, I'm really humbled by that. Thank you. So, okay, let me see. Let's like, get back on track from where we <laughs> came from. Um, what do you think, like, what what's, like, the hardest part about um, selling your stuff online and, like, marketing and that kind of stuff? Like, how do you stay true to yourself and how do you market and make sales? Like, how, okay, let me let me focus in on something. Yeah. Where, um, so do you get do you get your sales from Instagram? I would say ninety percent of my sales are from Instagram. Yes. So do you do any marketing on Instagram? I personally, I believe in utilizing marketing tools. Um, I I highly believe in utilizing the Instagram marketing tools. There's a caveat with that. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you're about to say, but. <laughs> yeah, I've been in sales for, you know, the last seven years. So I've had a sales perspective. And 
Um, in a second, I'll go into this more because I, the next question that we're working into, um, what I'm looking at is with the marketing portion of it, it doesn't hurt to do some research on how to market, um, how to be a marketer, how to run effective Instagram marketing ads. There's different classes. There's Udemy. I know right now we're talking to a specific direct group of creators who are looking to create their own businesses. If you guys want to be successful, this is going to take a lot of work on your, on your part. Um, I'm telling you, I have a lot of hours in reading, educating, looking at people who are succeeding on Instagram, looking at what they're doing, saving their stuff. I'm talking to people that have 50,000 followers, 100,000, people mm -hmm. that have 5,000 that I think are doing really well. When I'm out here marketing, um, I guess that, that's, that's my perspective on actually running ads. If you're going to run ads, um, make sure your ads have, you know, are very clear and concise, have one call to action. Um, but anyways, with, with Instagram marketing. Can you, tell, can you tell everyone what a call to action is? Absolutely. So <laughs> not everybody knows what that is. Definitely. Thanks for clarifying. Um, so a call to action, basically what that means is when you're writing something in any part of sales, you have closes. A close is asking somebody to buy. So a call to action, you use your call to action is your close. At the end of your post, you may say like and or say, leave a comment and let me know what you think. Or say, Share this with five of your friends. Or you might say, um, tag two friends and, and uh, leave a number between one and a thousand to enter mm -hmm. this giveaway, you know. So a call to action is, can be used in many different ways. All of those weren't direct sales. Another call to action is, uh, this, is the only one, this is the only one left available. Um, shoot me a message to make it, make it yours. Um, you might add in a little bit of time-sensitive sales. Uh, I've had a bunch of bites on this one. Who's going to get it first? Question mark. Mm -hmm. You know, so um, there's a book that I'm I, that I'm going to recommend. I okay. think you you'd love this, Jenny. Um, all of you creators also. It's called "This Book Will Teach You How to Write Better" hmm. by okay. Neville. It's by Neville Medora. That's N E D I L L E N E D H O R A Medora. Um, okay. Neville's It'll be copywriter. Awesome, yeah. Neville's copywriter does a copywriting for a bunch of Fortune 500 companies. Yada yada. The basis of it, he takes you through a simple process. A I D A. It's an acronym. It stands for attention, interest, desire, action. So, if you guys went through my Instagram and you looked at my posts, I use a very I use this marketing formula for just about every post that I write. My attention might be the photograph, or my attention may be right in my my bio, the first thing that grabs you. Now I need to interest you, and this is a psychological formula that's been tested time and time again, probably millions of times by different marketers throughout, um, you know, the last 50 years, is when you, uh, when you grab somebody's attention and then you start to interest them, what you do is you enter them into what we call the funnel. Now, a sales funnel is a term used um, in marketing um, primarily the sales funnel is on online marketing, what you do is you get them interested and now you're going to create desire. So I interest you with a beautiful photo and a cool name. Now, uh, or no, I grab your attention with a beautiful photo and a cool name. Now I'm going to interest you 
by telling you um, a little bit about it. And now in my desire, my desire portion, I'm going to, you know, create something savory that really makes you either wish you had it. Um, maybe I share a model photo, and that model photo touches on multiple of these things. Basically, you take it from attention, interest, desire, to action. When you walk through that perfect order, you catch people on the right foot where they've been enticed. Now they're interested. They want it. Your action, your call to action is, is there to give them the you're, – you're asking them to take that action. Go and buy my product. Take this action. There's this statistic online that says a, – a post that says uh, – comment on it or share versus one that doesn't is I think 60 times more likely or 60% more likely for somebody to take the action that you take. So wow. just by, yeah. So, I mean, sometimes it feels, seems salesy or you're like, I don't want to ask, you know, people are showing up. So if you're providing enough value, you, you earn an ask. Don't just ask your customers, <laughs> ask, ask, ask. But if you give, 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 then you can begin to ask. So, like, what do you mean give? Like, what are you giving? Like, you're you're giving them the beautiful photo to look at, or? Yes. So, I guess that's a good perspective. That's a good question. When I say give, I mean as a brand and entity. Um, everybody, I think, needs to adopt the idea that they are no longer a business; they're a brand. Mm-hmm. If you're on if you're on Instagram, um, you're a brand. You got to run your business as a brand. So. Brands between a brand. Okay. (laughs) I can keep that in my mind. So the difference that I see between a business and a brand, a business is the post office on the corner. A business is that, that uh, little antique shop that only your grandma goes to. A business Mm -hmm. is the auto store that's about to go, go out of business. Mm. Um, You know, now Napa is right next door. Napa has a brand, you know, um, you go on Instagram and you look at some of your favorite creators who have a ton of following and they're, and they're really good. They have a brand. And then you go and you look at one of your favorite creators who doesn't have a really high following. They don't have a brand, even though they're an incredible artist, they're lacking in brand, which, which what happens is you don't get, you're not giving your followers an experience. You have to create an experience for your followers. And that's what I mean by giving. When I'm giving, I'm creating an experience for you. I'm creating something enjoyable, something fun. I'm keeping your mind thinking. I'm giving you new thoughts. Maybe I'm giving you information. Maybe I'm sharing tips and tools um, about silversmithing or about wire wrapping. Um, I like to do a lot of giveaways, personally, also. When I do giveaways, what I do is I, I typically do maybe one grand prize, two prizes, three prizes, and then I'll include three to five to 10 discounts. Also, now what I've done is I've created a bunch of promos that are out there. People know that they have them. They might not bite the bullet right then and there, but when they have a 15% off discount code or a 20 or 25%, when they see something that they like, they're more likely to buy it from me. And now that they have that, you know, now that they have it, now I've just expanded my, my brand to their entire um, group of friends in their social media circle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that so, word of mouth marketing is uh, yeah. worth more than gold. <laughs> Definitely. And, you know, so 
that's a that's kind of how I think about giving stuff away. If you look at really popular people, I don't know if you know who Noyes Designs is. Um, he's a big silversmith in the uh, in the. He makes really beautiful Art Deco futuristic. Uh, Ooh, okay. Um, I'm telling you, he's amazing. Oh, yeah. He's been sharing a ton of videos showing you step by step how he does everything. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, there's another guy, Raft Arc, in the in the silversmithing community who, in the last like year or so, has been putting out a bunch of really really good silver or wire wrapping tutorial videos. So if you want to become a wire wrapper, I recommend checking that out. And who is um, that? His name is Raft Arc. Okay. R A F T A R K. Okay. And so, what happens is, people, if you want to be, if you if you want to be valuable to not only the creators in your network. Um, who we all know, the people who gas me up the most aren't always people who are buying stuff from me. It's the mm-hmm. other creators in my school. It's your, mm-hmm. it's your whole premise. It's community over competition. We're here together. There's enough for the pie. There's 700 million people in the United States. Only like 230 million of those are children. That means there's 500 million active adults in this United who are potential customers divide that out by, you know, whatever your niche is, you still have, you know, 500,000 customers who would probably buy something from you at any mm-hmm. given time. You just have to figure out how to get yourself in front of them. So scarcity tactics are useless. There's enough for all of us. So gas up your local creators, share their work, build relationships. That's what you were saying earlier. It's, it's kind of lonely. When I was talking about documenting, I'm documenting. And I'm also watching some of my good friends who are creators documenting. And even though we're not talking, I'm, it's almost like I'm connected to their life. Um, mm. And like now today, a lot, of my, a lot of my communication that I have with people is other jewelers and other creators through Instagram. Yep. You know, it's like my life is a digital communication and the people that I'm talking to are either doing the same things as me or they're artists themselves. And, you know, it's, it's been a really cool thing to have that happen. Um, and just like sharing that community. I uh, yeah. kind of lost my train of thought where I was going no. with that. <laughs> no, that's cool. Um, you mentioned Udemy earlier. Do you have any specific uh, classes you like on Udemy or um, you just uh, recommend Udemy in general? So I am like a serial trying to learn everything that I can kind of guy. Um <laughs> So I have like twelve classes on Udemy. On dude, uh, I I think I have like thirty classes on Udemy. So, ooh, uh, <laughs> so you, you probably got on that uh, Black Friday sale, huh? Oh, I don't. Uh, I I I buy. I, it doesn't matter what day of the week it is. <laughs> uh, well, you know, sometimes those courses are a hundred and ninety dollars. Well, they used to all be ten. Dude, I know. That's when I got them is when they're all $10. Yeah. I, was like, I, didn't, I, was like, I, I think I've only gotten two since uh, they raised all the prices. They go down periodically. They go down on holidays. Oh. So you got, oh, I didn't don't, know that. Guys, don't buy these classes <laughs> unless there's a sale. Don't yeah. get tricked. We don't want you to do that. We want you to get 12 <laughs> classes for the price of one. <laughs> that's <of> right. One. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, Udemy is an app, and it's 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 a website, and they have an app where you can take 
there's thousands of classes. I, I took one uh, jewelry class on Udemy and it was not, it it was like everything I had already known already. And I was kind of upset that I even paid for it, (laughs) but like it was when I was first starting and I was like, maybe I'll just try this. And, but yeah, there's so like, I've taken marketing classes on Udemy. I've taken like, energy work classes, all sorts of random, like, I think I took a class on, um, oh my gosh, but it's like the weirdest class I've taken on Udemy. I'm trying to think. I took a class on like, um, like identifying herbs out in nature, what herbalist, oh, cool. like an herbalist course, yeah. like an herbalist course. Um, there's like, there's probably a sourdough making, like there's, there's, there is a sourdough making course. there's there's about any course you could want on Udemy yeah it's super cool so if nobody knows about Udemy yet you should go check it out like I think I've taken some I've definitely taken probably like five or ten marketing classes on Udemy yeah they're great and and the cool thing is is like sometimes they overlap but you always learn something Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, for sure yeah but make sure you're waiting till there's a sale because they used to all be ten dollars and now they're like a hundred something or whatever. Yeah, I guess it's cool for like the creators that it's good for them. You know that, yeah. We're not trying to skimp on the creators guys. They take 58. 50%. Oh my goodness. Udemy does. Yeah. Deep. I was looking Honestly, at teaching a class on Udemy and I was like, Oh, never mind. I mean, I guess yeah, right. for, for I, the, I'd still uh, do it. yeah. Cause you're getting their whole crowd. Yeah. But, you're getting, yeah. The exposure is priceless. Yeah, I don't know. I guess that's, yeah. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, guys, we're not saying don't support artists at their full price. You yeah. know, obviously, know we, like, we, right. we all support artists at our full price. We want people to buy our stuff at our full price. However, when there is a good sale, we all take advantage of that. Come on. Definitely. Well, <laughs> and, like, I'm just used to it being 10 bucks, and so I don't want to pay more than 10 bucks for a class on there. I, I thought it was a gimmick. I thought that they just always had it as 10 bucks, and we're just using we're using prime sales to try and use urgency to get me to order right. them. Well, they were event- for a long time. Right. Well, and then eventually I saw that they were super expensive, and I was like, oh, my God, I messed up. I wanted to get this drawing course, but then I ended up seeing they're on sale again, and I bought it, like, a month and a half ago. Oh, um, nice. But, yeah, there's another online this, – this resource is great, too. I'm using it right now to learn Rhino 6, which is a 3D CAD jewelry uh, program, oh. or 3D CAD program, so I can create 3D CAD jewelry. Um, I don't know if you knew, Jenny, but I actually do silversmithing also. Um, oh, cool. I feel I like I knew to, that from watching one of your stories or something. Yeah, I, I recently started back in May after that little, that little seasonal gig that I had. May of 2020, I uh, I dropped like 3540, like 3500 four grand on a bunch of different tools and got myself a flex shaft and all the setting brews. Nice. Yeah, so like I'm fully functional, you know. Like um, I've been doing some different pave settings, some different um, tube settings, uh, cool. gypsum settings, flush flush settings, a little bit of engraving and so forth. So I'm really I'm really trying to dive into that world and focus there but also um is that part of your rebrand too because you don't want to be stuck in raft exactly that (laughs) is where the that's where the rebrand really began was i can't be a silversmith who markets himself as raft 
Yeah. So I want to introduce a much more elegant vibe to my jewelry. Um, I have some different photographers who I'm working with and digital artists to create merch and, and so forth. So it's going to be a fun process. That's um, exciting. Yeah. But just really quick before we, uh, I just wanted to say the one other class that I think everybody should check out is if you live in a big city, um, this is in regards to the Rhino 6. That program is hundreds of dollars for me to uh, to learn from. Otherwise, there's something called Linda, um, Linda Learning. If you live uh-huh. in a city with a large library and you get a library card and then your four-digit PIN, um, you set up a four-digit PIN, Google your library and then Linda Learning after it, and it should pop up a web page if you live in a city that is eligible, you can go set up a four-digit PIN, and then you have access to that entire catalog of courses, which is thousands of courses by business professionals, um, different collegiate uh, courses, and so forth, that I have friends who have been in community college who have used this program through their community colleges. Um, but it's usually like 50 to $75 a month, but you get it for free if you have a library card with that four-digit code. Yeah, and I've learned an immense amount of invaluable knowledge through that. So uh, That is I'll, super valuable information. Yeah, I, right cool. now. Yes, and right now I'm taking a, a photography, a craft photography for beginners class. Mm-hmm. And, then there, and then there's an advanced craft photography uh, class also. So for those of us that have DSLR cameras and don't know how to mm-hmm. use them very well, <laughs> <Y'all>, <laughs> that's me. Um, you know, we can figure out how to do that. Cool. Okay. That's awesome. All right. Well, I think uh, maybe we'll cut it off here. We've been going for about an hour. I think that's pretty good. Um, Yeah, we've been doing awesome. (laughs) um, I have a a round of uh, lightning round questions to ask you to kind of spice things up at the end before we sign off. Are Are you into it? I am super into it. Can I share okay, one cool. more thing before we start that, yes, though? absolutely. This is the most important thing that I didn't get to share today. Okay, cool. Okay, so um, there is a question that Jenny was going to ask me about. What is the most important thing when getting up and running? Um, the most important thing that I want you all to pay attention to is nobody is just going to come to your page and like your shit and follow you and start giving you your money. I already said that you got to give, 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 give value, provide positivity and love into the world. Now here's the other thing that I did not say yet. And I can't stress this enough. I have maybe 2,400 followers, which is a lot of individual humans. It's not the highest number of followers, whatever. I don't care about that. That doesn't matter to me. The fact of the matter is, is the reason why my account grows is because I spend time, I find hashtags, um, I find people that are in my, in my collective, I'll find a group of people, I'll go to their friends list, and I'll go to their, their, their pages, and I'll go and I'll comment on multiple of their photos, and I'll like them, and I'll leave meaningful, not generic, not bullshit copy and paste, actual value, like, hey, this art is amazing, you know, and gassing people up. Um, and then I'll be like, Hey, if you, I had, or, you know, like I create jewelry. If you wouldn't mind taking a peek, I'd love to, to have your support. Or if I'm doing a giveaway, 
I'll go and on a hundred people's profiles a day, I'll do that same thing. And then on like the second or third photo that I comment on, I'll be like, by the way, I'm running a giveaway right now. Would love to give you a chance to win something of mine. Um, come check it out. Come check it out is my call to action also. You have mm-hmm. to introduce a call to action in order to get people to do things um, in the digital world and in real life, you know. Yeah. But so, yeah, that one thing right there is what I want everybody to pay attention to is if you get out and you hustle in your own community, you can go find a 1,000 people. If you go follow Wire Wrap Jewelry, if you go follow Silversmith Jewelry, if you go to Gary Vee, look up the 10 cents, the 10 cents, or the dollar eighty method, or the dollar eighty strategy, and just go from there. And that's all I have to say about that. I just wanted to make sure we got that off because <laughs> growth is a hustle. It's an ass kicker. Collaborate with as many people as you can, also to get you know into other people's communities. But that hustle of growth right there, I think that's one of the most underrated things that people aren't doing, which actually shows the people that are following you and the people that are going to be your customers that you actually care and you're not just here to make money because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm here to make a connection and, 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 you know, that's all and mm-hmm. that make this world better. So that's all I have to say about that. And <laughs> okay. Yeah. That, that's very, that's a very helpful strategy. I, uh, I'll do that sometimes too. I don't go as hard as you'd probably do, but yeah, like every once in a while I'll, I'll like search up a hashtag or, or, um, and I'm sharing this for other people for help too. Like I'll search up a hashtag or I'll search up accounts that are like mine and, or, and then I'll go like look at the people who like their stuff and then yeah. I'll go look at their accounts and yeah. then I'll, like, and I only do it if I actually enjoy what this person is doing or like, you know, I won't just like do every single person that's liking this one person's post, but I'll go through and look at the accounts and be like, Oh, this person's really cool. And yeah. so I'll, I'll go like follow them and like some of their stuff and like leave a couple comments and right, I don't do a call to action, but yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I, I only do a call to action usually. I mean, honestly, you should, I, I think it'd be beneficial. I think you'd see a lot more people actually click on your profile and follow it if you did, because exactly. and, and it, it sounds weird. It's super subtle there's a lot of those Instagrams that are out there that have bots doing weird shit for them. Yeah. People know, people know when it's us, you know, when it's yeah, a real human, you know, and we're like, Hey, this was really cool. And then it's like, Hey, just wanted to let you know, I create handmade jewelry, um, out of, you know, California, you know, out of San Diego or LA, California. Um, give my page a checkout and, uh, show me some support, support if you'd like, you know, like mm-hmm. however you say it, you know, but like ask with generosity, and be kind and provide value and you can ask forever. Yeah. And it's also putting aside pride too. I think a lot of people are afraid to do that because they think it's like spammy or, you know, because we do, all of us get those comments from like bots and it's like, yeah. Hey, DM us for a collab. Yeah. <laughs> or just like the, the fire emojis. You saw it on my face. That's funny. Yeah, I just reply with emojis because <laughs> it helps my uh, alg- it helps the algorithm when I reply to comments. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I just respond to them, or sometimes I'll I'll respond. With, sometimes if I'm feeling feisty, I'll respond with a like a super long comment. I'm sure you could go on my page and find one, but <laughs> 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 I'll be like, 
oh my God, that sounds so amazing. This is like an incredible opportunity. I can't believe I've been offered this opportunity. How could I have been so fortunate? Like I just go on. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I, I don't know why that brings me joy some days. <laughs> And, like, we both feel like there's some person that's going to, like, read it. Actually really read it? It's just a computer. We're just talking to ourselves and all of our followers yeah. who come by and read it. Oh, my God. I just like a, yeah. I'm just like, thank you so much. This is an amazing opportunity. I'm going to go call my mom right now. <laughs> mom! <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. <clears throat> Let's get to our lightning round questions and then return uh, back to reality. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Are you ready? I'm. I'm. I'm so ready. I can't even be any more ready. Wow. Okay. Cool. Okay. Ready. Set. Go. Do you have a favorite TV show? Yes. What is it? <laughs> Okay, that's a no, actually. I don't have a favorite TV show. All right. Next question. Yeah, no. Nope. It'd be Courage the Cowardly Dog if there was one, but I don't watch it. Courage the Cowardly Dog? Oh, my gosh. That was, like, my favorite. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Next question. Favorite candy? Um... I don't eat candy, but <laughs> I, I like dried fruit. <laughs> <laughs> you like dried fruit? What's your favorite dried fruit? Um, probably mango leather. Yes, me too. Oh my okay. god. Yeah, that's my candy for sure. There's a big bag in my fridge right now. Okay. Uh, uh, next question: Did you have any childhood nicknames? Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> um, yeah. I got to think of which one's appropriate to share. Okay. No, I'll just share it. Honestly, my childhood nickname was Wiener Boy. Um, <laughs> because as, from the age of like zero to like four, everywhere that I'd go, I'd get naked. It didn't matter where we were. And then I'd just run around. Wiener Boy. <laughs> with my wiener out. Oh, my but God. That was, That's yeah. Silly. Okay. That's probably the most endearing one. <laughs> All right, wiener boy, next question. I uh, probably should have shared that online. <laughs> this is going to come back to bite me. going to call you wiener boy all the time now. Okay, right. wiener boy, next question. Uh, peanut butter or almond butter? Ooh, definitely almond butter because it's way better for you. That's right, baby. Okay, last question. I'm I'm actually making these up as I go right now. Okay, um, would you rather go forward in time okay would you rather for one day go forward in time or backwards in time and what time period would you go to oh goodness I would go backwards in time uh probably like I would go backwards in time five years before any uh colonial settlers landed on American Mm. soil that way I could I could understand what actually happened and yeah, what happened. Cause it's, it's confusing to me. I don't get it, but that's what, what I a, do. What an amazing time to be in. It would have been a weird time, but it would have been so cool. Yeah. I would have been like, Oh my God. Okay. So I'm going to turn the table on you. I have three lightning round questions. What? For you. Okay. Yep. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Are you 
Okay, what is your favorite? Uh, what is your favorite extreme sport? <laughs> <laughs> extreme sport? Like, what's an extreme sport? Like, I don't know. I guess. I guess. I guess. What? Well, what? What makes this sport become extreme? Um. Do you like climbing trees? Oh yeah, I go bouldering. Like I climb rocks. Oh, you you boulder? Yeah. Sweet. I boulder too. Oh awesome. cool. Yeah, come to Colorado and we'll go bouldering. All right. All right. Let's do it. Honestly. Okay, okay, so cool. second second question. Okay. Right. So, um, snakes or spiders? Spiders. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Third question is: You have, you have, okay, <laughs> you have the choice to get rid of one thing in. Okay, yeah, you have the choice to get rid of one thing in the world, what is it? Can it be an idea? It can be an idea. Okay. I would get rid of the idea that we are separate from each other. Oh, yes. Yes. And animals. Yeah. Well, yeah. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) That's like a given. (laughs) Right. Okay. That is a profound way to close this out. I think that <laughs> yeah, we're I all like one. That. On that note, yes. We're all one love, you know. Yes. We are all, yeah, connected. We just don't see it. Right. We're okay, so, wait, what were you going to say? I was just going to say we're just floating on a huge rock, huge state, and it's really weird. And awesome at the same time. <laughs> it is really weird. And it's funny that this is happening right this moment. What happened? Um, no, just this. It's just, and, oh, and yeah. this is happening in this very moment. On this yeah, this, this is like one of the funnest things I've done in a long time. Oh, I'm so glad. That makes me happy. Yeah, yeah thank you um, for having so, me. Yeah, of course. So where can everybody find you online and stuff? Yes. So you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, as well as Twitter at Native, N-A-T-I-V-E, Raps, that's W-R-A-P-Z. One more time, that's Native Raps, W-R-A-P-Z. Find me on any of those platforms, shoot me an email um, at native.raps at gmail.com. Um, feel free to ask me any questions. I'm open for anybody to ask. Um, happy to share information, best recommendations, and so forth. Um, and do you have and, those, um, do you have those, uh, like, those little guides that you were talking about? Are those on your website, or how? where do people get those little guides you were talking about? They are not posted on my website yet. Okay, you so can, somebody would have to email you for them? You can DM me on Instagram. Um, DM me on Instagram. If you don't have Instagram, DM me on Facebook or Twitter, wherever you're at. I'm on all the platforms. Um, DM me and I will get that to you. Otherwise I'll have a blog post with that up within the next two weeks. Okay, cool. Um, And what is the name of your rebrand? Because, um, you're not doing it for a while though, right? Like if people are in like a year from now. (laughs) Heck yeah. Cause you're going to be popping a year from now. Um, so my rebrand will be Earth and Ether. Ether. And that'll be E A R T H A N D 
E T H E R. Cool. What an awesome Earth name! I can't believe that's not taken. <laughs> I know it's pretty crazy, huh? Perfect. So, I love that. Everybody that thinks they can steal it from me, it's all already legally mine. <laughs> so, don't even try it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. I know. Nobody <laughs> <laughs> okay. But. Well, thank you for coming on. Um, and yeah, I'll uh, see you when we go bouldering. I guess. <laughs> yeah, on- honestly, let's do it. It's All right, happen. cool. Okay. Yeah, where are you moving? In co- oh, we'll talk about this later. All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank uh, you, everyone, for listening to the Tiger Tail Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe and share. And we'll see you next week. All right. Bye, Ake. Okay. Be love, y'all. Peace. <laughs> bye.